We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. to participate in my new radio show, Ask Dr. Gibbs. This is the first inaugural broadcast. I first want to thank Rob and Exome Radio and TV for the opportunity to get this on the air. Uh, I will go over the, this morning I want to go over the aim of the show, and I'm going to give you an idea of uh, why me, and the format, what I plan to do from week to week, and uh most of all, I want to, I hope you all will continue to tune in, and if you will, if you like the program, ask a friend to uh, join you. Matter of fact, ask all your friends to join you, and see if we can't make this into a really interesting uh, show. I think it's going to be original and different, and it's based upon um, many decades of my experience. Uh, let me give you an overview of uh, what I'm aiming to do. The um, format or, or the content is the outgrowth of uh, five of my major interests. The top of the list will explore the largely uncharted territory of the intellectual challenge and emotional power of meaningful coincidences, or as they're commonly known as synchronicities. Questions include what is the origin of these messages and how best to interpret and use them. My additional interest aims to provide fresh perspectives on issues which seem to defy resolution. These include providing a method for police and citizens alike in intervening to de-escalate potential violence. Another issue is effectively learning how to manage anxiety, depression, frustration, and stress, usually without the need for drugs and a cost-effective outline for preventing and treating heroin addiction, which obviously is a major uh, problem. And last but not least is offering a criteria for determining if you need psychotherapy, answering such questions as who should you see, how does change come about, how long do you have to be in it, uh, how do you know it works, and the likes. A little bit about me. I am a psychoanalyst in terms of what I do for a living, I practice in New York City. I've been doing it for um, decades now. Um, these interests developed largely in terms of working with patients and uh, coming up against uh, what often seems to be an unsolvable problem. Each of these particular issues, uh, as you all know, is current and is seemingly overwhelming um, the best uh, minds to deal with them. Uh, I don't have to mention the in the papers the daily uh, listing of uh, heroin overdoses or the latest um, uh, altercation between the police and 
uh, certain citizens and the likes. So I've really taken big problems and hope to give a fresh perspective and just to give you a hint of why I think I have something different. Each of these issues reach major impasses and professionals tend to throw their hands up, not quite knowing what to do. And I think the major reason for it is that in all of these things, they tend to hit the surface and um, what I would call name symptoms, circle the symptoms. And what's missing is penetrating the surface to get into the depths so you can identify causes. So my aim in this program is to try to add fresh perspective on each of these problems and really penetrate the surface to get to the depths. It has been said that in a clear definition of a problem lies an embedded solution. So that's the aim. How do we get there? That's why you all are here, and that's I am appealing to each of you that can identify with one or more of these problems to send in your questions, and I will try to give you a direct answer. I will ch obviously choose among the questions that I get that are most relevant or most broadly appealing each week and try to answer them. But, uh, in addition to which, since there are five issues, probably the format will uh, select one of the issues to concentrate on each um, week. Uh, if you wish to know more about who I am, you might go to Psychology Today, plug in my name, and you'll get a very good overview of my experience and my interests and the way I think and so forth. I'm very excited about this program and hope that it's going to be uh, equally exciting to you all. Kevin Randall. For nearly 30 years I have been investigating the case of the Roswell UFO. I have interviewed hundreds of people and stood on the crash site. Now in Roswell in the 21st century I have reviewed dozens of hours of audio and videotaped interviews, examined hundreds of files that relate to the crash, and have returned to Roswell in an attempt to put all that information into the proper perspective. For the first time in Roswell in the 21st century I have made a dispassionate reevaluation of all that material and provide a new look at what happened. This is a book that clears away all the clutter that has hidden the truth for so long, strips away the various lies that surround the case, exposes the Air Force attempts at cover-up, and found a core of solid information that tells us all where the case stands today. Roswell in the 21st Century will be available in just a few weeks. For more information, please visit my website at www.kevinrandall.blogspot.com. Gibbs A. Williams, Ph.D., is a practicing psychoanalyst, supervisor, researcher, and author in New York City. Much of his life has been dedicated to understanding nature and the uses of meaningful coincidences or synchronicities. His radical and original non-Jungian, non-mystical, non-magical theory of synchronicities illuminates much of the fog surrounding this challenging and perplexing topic. His ideas and manners are fresh, presented in a style that is both entertaining and highly informative. He is also an expert on crisis intervention, specially focused on violence reduction for the police and citizens, mastering anxiety, frustration, and stress without the use of medication, and effectively preventing and treating heroin addiction. Dr. Williams can be contacted at his email address at gwwilliamsny11 at aol.com or visit his website at www.drgibbswilliams.com. Shamanism is recognized as a method to access the quantum level. 
mastery of shamanic skills puts spiritual information and healing power into your hands. Path Home Shamanic Art School, a bonded Colorado certified occupational school, has met rigorous state standards ensuring its director and instructors have the qualifications to teach the shamanic arts. Path Home offers a certification program in blocks of study. Block 1, a five-day intensive, will be held in the beautiful mountain town of Coldale, Colorado, October 13th through 18th. Registration deadline is September 12th. Experience journey trance, power animals, helping spirits, sacred space, and life purpose. Come discover your power. Join me, Gwilda Wiyaka, in the magical world of shamanism. Call 303-775-3431 or visit findyourpathhome.com. Welcome back to Ask Dr. Gibbs Show. Uh, what I'd like to do is to give you um, a few more words about uh, my background, why I'm running the show, what I hope to accomplish, and so forth. Uh, as a boy growing up in uh, Miami, Florida, I had a father who, uh, and me who had a rather difficult relationship. But one thing that we did together, which was great, was he was a ham radio operator and he used to contact people all over the world and I would sit in amazement when he would contact his his uh, moniker as it's called was W4KLL which stood for W4 Kissing Lovely Ladies and he would contact all sorts of places like New Zealand and Australia and so forth and I'd sit in amazement and that lasted for a while until uh, it became sort of a joke when most of the ham radio operators, I'm not disparaging anybody, but the truth of it is what they wound up doing mainly was to find out the name of the person and where they were located. And they were all bragging about the uh, radio equipment they had, uh, trying to outdo each other. And the main, main thing that they were interested in is, how's my signal? <laughs> That's what they did. And they could go on and on to do about, you know, bragging about the equipment they had and how was my signal. And other than that, they didn't say very much, except occasionally they, they would pick somebody who they resonated to, and they be, actually became really good friends. And it was a nice way to pass the day. And after watching it for a long time, I asked if I could get on the radio, and I did it and panicked the first couple of times and then enjoyed it. So I guess I'm back to uh, being with my father doing um, ham radio work and enjoying this. This has been a um, aim of mine for many years. I remember I had a patient who, uh, in the course of my uh, session talk with him, said, you know, you ought to get your own radio program. Now that, that was that thrilled me. It was a great idea. And it only took about 15 more years to uh, get the courage up to uh, actually try and do it. So I'm doing it. Um, as I said, I'm a practicing psychoanalyst in New York City. I love my work. And uh, as I said before, if you wish to get uh, more knowledge of who I am, go to Psychology Today, plug in my name, you'll get a very good overview. I also want you to go to um, – uh, I have two websites where you can get a very good idea of uh, the way I think. I have some original papers on most of these topics. Uh, one of the websites is um, drgibbswilliams.com. The other is, I think I forgot the name of my original, uh, Gibbs on, gibbsonline.com. If you go to both of those, you'll see papers, you'll see... Uh, uh, annotated books, which I think are interesting, and so forth. Um, there's a lot of information, and I encourage uh, each of you who are interested to to do that. Um, I think what I would like to do is to take each of these issues, to mention them again, the intellectual challenge and emotional power of meaningful coincidences or synchronicities, what are they, where they come from, 
Uh, what do you do with them? The second issue is violence reduction or de-escalation, bridging the gap between um, the police and citizens to try to get beyond this um, horrible adversarial kind of thing. I'm right, you're wrong, and the other side says I'm wrong, you're right, and whatever. And there's obviously a huge problem in a lack of basic trust, so I want to address that. Now, the next topic is the prevention and treatment of heroin addiction. I don't have to tell you how serious that is. Practically every uh, city and town in the With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this. But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet. Family. It looks a little different for everyone. For some, it's mom and dad. For others, roommates who feel like family. And for others, it's your significant other, their golfing buddies, your children, a high school soccer team starting lineup, and oh look, they're all taking you up on the offer to stay for dinner, really testing the limits of that phrase, the more the merrier. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on home and car insurance. Easier than making three frozen pizzas and assorted frozen veggies into a cohesive meal. The United States is uh, just overwhelmed by this horrible problem. In uh, Staten Island, for example, I think in the last month there were 50 overdoses. Now, if you compound that with uh, what's going on across the United States, if that's a representative sample, then we, we are really in a, in, in a crisis situation. The uh, fourth um, issue that I want to deal with is that really goes to the root of these other three is effectively managing anxiety, stress, depression, and frustration, usually without the need for medication. And I want to um, highlight with each of these issues what is really the problem uh, and, and as I said, penetrate to the causes. The fifth issue is that really, to some extent, is implied by the other four, that in these other four, the core problem with each of them is that people who are embedded in them tend to feel stuck. Um, for example, people often have uh, synchronicities at a point where they have hit a kind of uh, psychological impasse and they're, they really have a crisis, usually of identity or what to do with um, their energies. So they're either stuck with respect to themselves and or what they do, like for a living or relationships and so forth. In violence reduction, obviously, there's a huge problem uh, that it can be seen between the increased tension of both groups and that split second before uh, violence occurs, irrespective of which side does it. And it's in that split second that the key to success, I think, is um, going to be found. And I think I have an original uh, attitude or treatment of it that can be incorporated in um, training. And training for not just the police, in a way, training for the citizens as well. Uh, this leads then to heroin addiction, and I'm uh, very much interested in the problem of, uh, as I say, causes. And part of this stems from my baptisms of, of fire when in 1966-67, as a uh, fledgling psychotherapist, I got a baptism of fire working with um, – raw addicts in a novel uh, and innovative uh, treatment program, therapeutic community by the name of Odyssey House, which still exists today. And I worked there for 17 months and had a, an incredibly um, uh, powerful experience. Just to give you a hint of uh, what I uh, went through, for the first five months, I thought it was my spiritual uh, Garden of Eden, the next um, – amount of time, uh, it switched, it still stayed to the Garden of Eden under certain conditions, but um, good started to uh, merge with bad, and the next um, amount of time, I experienced myself as being in the bowels of hell. Uh, I have a unpublished uh, account of that uh, incredibly life-defining experience, which I would like to share with you all, and um, 
perhaps uh, find a way to finally get this thing published. Um, in, in Odyssey and in subsequently working with addicts of all kinds, mainly uh, dr drug addicts and alcoholics, I found the um, what I think is the best and worst of treatment, uh, which is going to be incorporated in the um, in my program. Uh, a lot of these these three tend to be based on the fourth interest that I have of effectively managing anxiety, stress, depression, and frustration without the need for medication. And I found that one of the reasons why um, effectively dealing with these so-called negative uh, affects is that um, the two attempts at treatment or managing usually are exercises, exercise where they try to uh, have symptom reduction. And there are any number of things like meditation or taking a hot bath or uh, running or whatever that indeed do reduce the um, painful affects but they don't tend to last. Uh, we need something that lasts and is cost effective. The major treatment for these things would apparently be um, pop a pill. And there are all sorts of advertisements which have the uh, latest color for the um, latest pill. Um, you're supposed to call your doctor and they're probably overwhelmed with uh, what do we tell these patient. You get my point, but what the drug companies do not tell you is that the major contribution that really seems to be beneficial to um, effective managing is a placebo effect. The placebo effect means that there's an intimate relationship between one's mind and one's body. And if you can shift your attitude from negative to positive with respect to experiencing these not pathological feelings, these are normal feelings, being alive. Presumably, you don't need drugs. So I'm going to explore that in detail. And I want to warn the uh, drug companies uh, that um, if my idea is right, uh, I think we could save billions, and I'm not kidding, billions of money that is thrown into getting these drugs. And I'm not knocking drugs. There are many people that need drugs. However, uh, I think if they were first um, given uh, the approach I have, uh, my guess is uh, 75 to 80 percent of those people would never need to ever have a, uh, an anti-anxiety or antidepressant drug. Yet to be proved, I know it's a bold statement, but um, I think I'm emboldened by the uh, presidential election. Um, and, and given my age, I don't have to be politically correct anymore. I can shoot my mouth off and then you, you all try out what I have to give. Works great. Doesn't work? Well, please don't sue me. Then all of these um, issues wind up in people who tend to be stuck and uh, they often feel like they need additional help, additional treatment. So the last issue has to do with um, becoming uh, a psychotherapy patient and all the issues that surround that. Um, the first issue that I want to deal with in some detail or as an introduction is the, uh, my favorite, which is um, all about synchronicities or meaningful coincidences. I have a workshop that I run called the clinical uses of meaningful coincidences or synchronicities. And uh, I find that it is uh, very exciting, very different. It's not the usual. And um, I know that this particular topic is one of those uh, topics that is um, mushrooming I know when I first started to research this, there was something like uh, 5,000 uh, associations. It's now up to hundreds and hundreds of associations. So look forward to um, getting into this topic. 
Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, High Tech with Corey Kay, and every minute of the 24-7, 365 programming of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 712-432-9459, courtesy of TalkStream Live. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 712-432-9459 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember, 712-432-9459 for the best of paranormal, new age, thought-provoking, sci-fi radio programming 24-7, 365. Wouldn't you love to know the secret to everything? Well then, meet Dr. Kimberly McGeorge and her cutting-edge breakthrough knowledge that combines science with possibility. Dr. Kimberly brings real-life answers and healing to those open to alternative solutions. She teaches solution-based programs and classes that will change all areas of your life forever. Specializing in conscious creation, intuitive readings, and energy medicine, you can rapidly shift health, relationships, business, and money and abundance challenges quickly. Receive her best-selling book, Secret to Everything, at no cost by going to secrettoeverything.com forward slash xzone. That's right. Transformation can start now. Just go to secrettoeverything.com forward slash xzone and receive Dr. Kimberly's book for free. While science pursues fact, magic accesses the quantum level, bridging random facts to form truth. As long as science and magic remain separate and polarized, the truth cannot be known. I'm Gwilda Wiecka. Join me on the Science of Magic radio program, dedicated to unification and evolution of consciousness. During each episode, I'll be speaking with experienced and respected scientists and mystics. From astrologers to astronomers, from medical doctors to shaman, the scientific method to dowsing and intuition, we'll weave together information from seemingly divergent practices to promote unity and enlightenment. Join me, Gwilda Wiyaka, and the Science of Magic right here on the Mutual Broadcast Network. For more information, visit www.thescienceofmagic.net. I am Dr. Carl O'Helvey, founder, president of a new cancer foundation focusing on evidence-based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating at www.holisticcancerfoundation.com. That's great music. You're listening to the Ask Dr. Gibbs radio show with yours truly, Dr. Gibbs Williams, on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. Please send me your questions to askdrgibbs at xzbn.net and visit my website at www.drgibbswilliams.net. Dot com. During this segment, I want to um, dive more deeply into the nature of meaningful coincidences and some of their uses. 
this is a topic which I have been researching for 50 years. Um, and there have been occasions where during that 50 years, I'd ask myself, come on, there, how can you continue to explore something for 50 years? It's all been said. No, it hasn't. And just as I think I've gotten my hands around um, all that there can possibly be said, uh, something else pops up. Another question needs exploration. And I, I, I'm not alone because, as I said, this topic is mushrooming. If you go to Amazon.com and in addition to looking up my book called Demystifying Meaningful Coincidences, Synchronicities, The Evolving Self, The Personal Unconscious, and The Creative Process, in addition, take a look at the wide array of books on this subject. Uh, three of them probably introduced yesterday. It's it's mushrooming. This is really the cutting edge of a lot of stuff, uh, science and spirituality, and um, the role of chance and destiny and serendipity and questions of um, how do we make meaning out of um, the raw experience of our of our the raw data of our experience and so on it's it's a really incredibly complicated and challenging and most interesting topic in that connection to dive into um, what I want to explore in some breadth and depth the there are basically five or six different perspectives which I have found uh, people relate to if if and when they become curious and interested in this um, most interesting topic. The first is simply noting these things. Um, if you go on to I'm on another website on Facebook, which you may find very interesting, on called Synchronicities, there are a few of them actually, um, you will see a wide array of people who are absolutely fascinated with um, meaningful coincidences. Among the more common is runs of the same number, like 11 and 22 and 33 seem to be popular, or things like I was thinking about a girlfriend that I haven't seen in 20 years, and uh, we used to have an intense relationship. The phone rings, and guess who's on the other end of the phone? And things like that. And these things pop up all over the place. Um, some just really call them, well, just a coincidence. Other people feel like, no, they're spiritual messages, and you understand what I'm saying. Um, so the first perspective is simply noting these things and being curious about them and fascinated. Um, among, Just to give you a, a sense of um, the kind of thing that I think are like really big, big ones, through the years – uh, one of the major synchronicities that I heard about uh, that has absolutely fascinated me, which I think gets to the uh, complexity and the um, power of these things, is one in which a woman, very nice lady who was in uh, middle age um, and had never been married, because she never found the right guy, goes to a jazz performance in New York and sees a uh, bassist by the name, or maybe it was a saxophone player, I'm not sure what it was, uh, by the name of Freddie Green. Uh, she's enthralled with his music. She introduces herself. They, they spark a relationship, love at first sight. They go out for a, a few dates, and he proposes marriage. She says yes, and it's a marriage made in heaven. And they are choosing to meet after his gig on New Year's Eve at the Empire State Building, and they're going to go get married. Wonderful love story. So she's all excited. He's all excited. He has a gig. She goes to the Empire State Building. It's 12 o'clock. No Freddie Green. And she's shocked, obviously. And believing that uh, he's a good guy, then she fears something must be terribly wrong. She discovers the next day that en route to the Empire State Building, he had a heart attack and died. Horrible tragedy. Segway to many years later when this lovely woman, uh, who was also asthmatic, was in California 
and had a huge um, attack, asthmatic attack, uh, enough to be hospitalized. So she's in the hospital near death, having a really great difficulty breathing, obviously, despite the oxygen they gave her. And um, into her mind comes the mixed bag memory of Freddie Green and the great experience that she had that also turned tragic. And she had a very strong wish that wouldn't, gee, if, if Freddie Green were only able to come be with her. Right at that moment, when she had the thought of this lover who died in her mind, over the squawk box in the room came an announcement. And the announcement said, Freddie, will you please go to the green room? Now, I don't know about you, but that still, you know, makes me excited. That That's really, that's a really super coincidence. Or is it something more? And the difference between a coincidence and a synchronicity is the special meaning attributed to the event. Obviously, it was a coincidence. On the other hand, it obviously must have had enormous special meaning to this woman. Now, the after effect of having this incredible, whatever you call it, was that she got so excited that she began to breathe very deeply, almost with excitement, and the excitement apparently freed her difficulty. She was really on the verge of death. She came out of it, started to breathe normally, and she was cured. I mean, or she at least, she didn't die. Um, obviously, the experience had life-defining uh, momentum or life-defining uh, merit for her, as I think most people could identify with this and so forth. That, to me, is an example of a really major meaningful coincidence that gets the name of synchronicity. When you have this feeling of awe and the uncanny and what are the implications of this, the the first thing, as I said, the first perspective in dealing with this stuff is that you collect these things. And everybody who's interested has their own collection of one, many, and whatever. In keeping a journal when I was 19 years old of 37 years, I realized it was peppered with what I call 19 major synchronicities over the course of about 12 years. And that material and, and the context in which it was embedded became the basis for my uh, book that was released about um, two, three years ago, which I mentioned, uh, you might look it up on Amazon if you're interested, called Demystifying Meaningful Coincidence, Demystifying Meaningful Coincidences, Synchronicities, The Evolving Self, The Personal Unconscious, and The Creative Process. That's the summation of about 40 years of research that I had on this um, topic. I might mention that not only was the material pulled from my journal, but in working with patients who I would call synchronicity prone, uh, not knowing my interest, they each gave me, without me asking for it, their own personal journals, which were also peppered with um, their own um, array of meaningful coincidences. So I used their experiences and my experiences as research material for the basis of this book. Um, so you have the, those who are simply collecting. They're just fascinated with these uh, individual or runs of synchronicities. Uh, like butterfly collecting. Uh, this is fine, but from my vantage point, they're shortchanging themselves because often the experience of excitement and the feeling of awe connected with it, which Jung calls numinosity, is where they use, and they their uh, second perspective is sort of bathing in these feelings of awe and the uncanny, which feel mysterious and, and a lot of people feel that they're spiritual messages and so forth. And I think that from my vantage point, particularly as a therapist, I think that they often function as um, like um, shots of um, heroin or um, coke. And there's a danger, I think, of people uh, becoming um, 
I don't mean to insult anybody, and I think I'm going to get bad mail, but it's my sense that a lot of these people become um, synchronicity junkies, which is all right. You do what you need to do. Uh, for me, however, it would be shortchanging myself if I didn't go to the third perspective, which is the implications of what these things are all about. They are experienced as if they are transcendent spiritual messages from some unseen, unknown source, presumably an, a realm of spiritual truth or, or meaning or whatever, whatever that is. And um, that's a nice idea. However, that has incredible implications. So, for example, if there really is this realm of spirituality, then clearly prayer or you know a lot of beliefs of, of uh, many religions are obviously supported and that while there's science there certainly is this realm of spirituality and while there is some argument as to how to blend the two or can you really blend the two these experiences firsthand would seem to indicate there really is and when you have a synchronicity you feel as if you're in contact and connection with this so-called spiritual um, realm of re transcendent reality. Okay, that's fine, except that raises, seems to me, more questions than it answers. So, for example, if you're going to be getting a message from this realm of spirituality, why are you being selected? What's so hot about you? And why isn't everybody? Or is everybody, and you somehow are tuned into something which uh, most people aren't? And it also implies that there's a consciousness that is independent of your own self. And if there's consciousness, then there's a messenger. And if there's a messenger sending you a message, then who, who what is the messenger? And this, you know, leads to um, seemingly evidence to support master teachers and guides and maybe uh, the dead that are communicating to you and so on. And then, of course, if that's true, well, that has vast implications. Then you can, you can stretch it and get into, well, maybe that's not true. Maybe they're um, people from uh, another uh, planetary um, realm of uh, experience, and it opens up the whole idea of aliens and alien abduction and alien communication and so forth. I hope you see where I'm going, that these topics really are absolutely geared to um, deal with the primary material of X-Zone Radio. So we'll have to take another break and be with you. As host of Dialogue with Divinity, I am thrilled to join the Exxon Broadcast Network and their growing number of affiliates. My quest for a connection to the divine ignited my successful career path as an international spiritual counselor for over 40 years, an author of four books, and well-known metaphysical educator. My clients call me their spiritual mama. So my job is to offer you a radio show to help you grow spiritually with wisdom and get specific tools from guests who are experts in their field. Tune into Dialogue with Divinity and be part of the conversation with spirit. My goal, your happy soul. For more information, please visit my website at johannacarroll.com. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exome Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, High Tech with Corey Kay, and every minute of the 24-7, 365 programming of the Exome Broadcast Network by calling 712-432-9459, courtesy of TalkStream Live. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 712-432-9459 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember, 712-432-9459 for the best of paranormal, new age, thought-provoking, sci-fi radio programming 24-7, 365.
Coming soon to the Exxon Broadcast Network is a different perspective with me, Kevin Randall, as your host. We'll be taking a close look at what is happening in the world of UFOs today with side trips into the paranormal. Guests will range from those who are household names to those who have a different perspective on a variety of topics. No topic will be taboo, but there will be tough questions asked as we all search for the truth about UFOs, the paranormal, and those things that excite us. Sometimes we'll agree with a guest and sometimes we won't, but we'll try to keep the program topical. For those of you who would like to read, be sure to visit www.kevinrandall.blogspot.com and remember to listen to the other fine programs on the X-Zone Broadcast Network at www.xzbn.net. This is Kevin Randall. For nearly 30 years, I have been investigating the case of the Roswell UFO. I have interviewed hundreds of people and stood on the crash site. Now in Roswell in the 21st century, I have reviewed dozens of hours of audio and videotaped interviews, examined hundreds of files that relate to the crash, and have returned to Roswell in an attempt to put all that information into the proper perspective. For the first time in Roswell in the 21st century, I have made a dispassionate reevaluation of all that material and provide a new look at what happened. This is a book that clears away all the clutter that has hidden the truth for so long, strips away the various lies that surround the case, exposes the Air Force attempts at cover-up, and found a core of solid information that tells us all where the case stands today. Roswell in the 21st Century will be available in just a few weeks. For more information, please visit my website at www.kevinrandall.blogspot.com. What happened in Benghazi is revealed by Nicholas Genix, author of Obama, Islam, and Benghazi. He informs the American people that President Obama deceived them by advocating a strong foreign policy prior to the 2012 presidential election, and Hillary Clinton supported this deception. As the title infers, there is a connection between Obama, Islam, and Benghazi. Ample evidence informs Americans that Obama's early indoctrination in the Quran developed an infinity for Islam, why the Quran is the source of discontent in many countries, and why the Obama foreign policy deception led to poor military action and caused the loss of American lives in Benghazi. Genix provides 36 questions for the Select Committee on Benghazi to validate if Americans are justified to mistrust President Obama and Hillary Clinton. An overview of Obama, Islam, and Benghazi is presented on the website www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. Afterlife expert Roberta Grimes was the first one to say that dying can be fun. Now her best-selling book, The Fun of Dying, is available in stores worldwide. So if you wonder whether death ends life, how it feels to die, or what heaven might be like, The Fun of Dying was written for you. And if you have always been afraid of death, or if you worry that your life is no meaning, let The Fun of Dying ease your fears and bring new meaning to your life. Nothing said in The Fun of Dying is based on the teachings of any religion. Instead, Roberta draws on evidence to explain how death happens, how it feels, and what comes next. A lot of the best death-related evidence was produced in the first half of the 20th century. When it is put together with recent discoveries, it tells a consistent and amazing story. Roberta Grimes blogs and answers questions at robertagrimes.com. Her wonderful book, The Fun of Dying, is available on Amazon and at stores worldwide wherever books are sold. Listening to Ask Dr. Gibbs Radio Show uh, with yours truly, Dr. Gibbs Williams, on the X Zone Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. I hope you will be stimulated enough to send me your questions to Ask Dr. Gibbs at xzbn.net and visit my website at www.drgibbswilliams.com. Uh, we have about 12 minutes. <clears throat> I want to go a little bit more into what I propose to um, look at in depth and breadth with synchronicities, meaningful coincidences. The third perspective is the implications of um, for philosophy, spirituality, 
depth psychology, the esoteric occult, and science. The implications of these things is either they really are messages from some transcendent realm of experience, or they're not. And my a lot of my research has to do with well, how do you how do you find out? And what I discovered was that Jung and the Jungians have a lock on uh, the synchronicity field for about 95%. So if you get interested in Jung, he's the one who um, coined the term synchronicity. And he um, was a follower of Freud until they had a major break. And uh, one of the um, programs I want to talk about a seminal synchronicity that was uh, that happened in Freud and uh, Jung meeting in Freud's um, summer cottage, and one of the reasons for the break that they had was over a shared synchronicity in which they both had entirely different interpretations, and led to a uh, was contributory to leading to a major break between the two of Jung and. Uh, actually um, lost out on being promoted to uh, being Freud's uh, chief um, assistant. And um, he, I think, largely as a break, uh, as a um, offshoot of the impasse that the two of them had, I don't think it was the only reason, but it tended to uh, contribute to a, a major uh, breakdown. A psychological breakdown that Jung had in which he was able to formulate his own brand of psychoanalysis and out of it came the Red Book and his own brand of uh, analytic therapy which was similar to uh, classical psychoanalysis but went deeper because he felt that people were mainly um, uh, unbalanced uh, not by uh, problems in sexuality, as Freud believed, but uh, from Jung's point of view, that they all lost, they all lacked what he called um, a uh, transcendent um, uh, connection with this so-called uh, realm of spirituality. So Jung thought that people were basically screwed up because they uh, needed to get back to uh, a um, a lack of uh, they needed to heal their splits and in so doing have a sense of unity which also meant that they would be in connection with this realm of transcendent spirituality. Um, as Jung, as a scientist, uh, thought that if he offered these ideas, they were going to be largely taken by uh, a scientists, including the psychoanalyst, as um, silly uh, so that he came up with three um, what he called anti-scientific uh, um, principles, um, which involved an issue of meaning, an issue of time, and an issue of content. And his conclusion was that a rational explanation of these events, synchronicities and meaningful coincidences, is not even thinkable in rational terms. Well, I had majored in philosophy at Columbia. And I had a – I was sort of split between uh, being a rationalist and being a spiritualist. And when I read um, Jung's uh, categorical assertions that you can't even begin to conceive of a way of attributing uh, linear causality or scientific method to understanding how these things work, uh, my dander, whatever that is, um, grew in intensity. And I started to take each one of these um, assertions and really look at it analytically through critical thinking. And the offshoot that's in, in, in my book is a naturalistic, non-mystical, non-Jungian theory of synchronicities in which to get to the chase, uh, from my vantage point, uh, the messenger or the so-called um, area of uh, transcendent spirituality is a nice fantasy but not real or unproven as far as I'm concerned and more to the point I think it's really um, that people are sending their own messages to themselves they're just not in connection with it and what they're 
And the, the real uh, contribution to understanding the nature of meaningful coincidences is I think that each person is really indicating to themselves how their own creative process works, yet to be described in detail. But you can see that there's a 180-degree difference of opinion as to what these things are and the origin and so forth. So that the third area is implications. The fourth area has to do with alternative theories and concepts with respect to the nature and uses of meaningful coincidences. And the fifth area is an um, outline as to how to interpret your own synchronicities so you can apply it. Now, it's very important you understand I'm pretty dogmatic and I'm pretty inflexible with respect to what I think is going on. Um, on the other hand, I'm also open-minded. If you can, anybody can convince me that my theory is uh, lacking, I'll, I'll change it. Uh, but you got to go way out of your way to uh, meet me where I am. And what my aim is, is to take each of you and take you where you are. And if I think I can extend your thinking or your points of view, or to see if you can put to the test my alternative theories and my alternative concepts, can't hurt, uh, as a presidential candidate says, what do you got to lose? Um, and I think you have a lot to gain, because you'll gain a certain perspective, a certain uh, way of being uh, using uh, critical faculties to examine these assumptions that are made. And I think you'll find it really exciting and broadening. Um, I can't, well, I can't, but I'm going to try to give you an overview as to the benefits of taking the subject matter really seriously and going beyond just simply collecting and going to really ask questions of, for yourself. Um, I suggest, by the way, that anybody interested in this topic instantly start a personal journal and date the comments that you make into the, the entries and a journal is different than a diary in the sense of a diary, you say what you, 10 pancakes for breakfast, that's all out. You put anything that you think is of significance, any insight or dream or meaningful experience. And then if you have a synchronicity, write it out and embed it into the date so you have an idea of the context out of which uh, these things are springing. And that's really the key, I think, to interpretation. Um, won't be able to go much further at the moment. What I want to do in subsequent shows is to give you an introduction as to the uh, subject matter, the police de-escalation, the tolerating negative affect, and um, who or what, why should you go into therapy? Um, how do you know it's good for you? What therapy? The 365 therapies, uh, you can't go into all of them simultaneously, but they must work for somebody. But the issue is not what works. They all work. The issue is what works best, and I aim to give you a criteria for selecting, A, should you go into therapy at all? What method should you go into? What are your expectations? How do you know what to say? How do you know what to do? How do you know how to evaluate? How do you get unstuck? How does change occur? And so on. So I hope that I have sufficiently uh, stimulated at least a few of you to uh, join in and ask your friends uh, to join in. And please critique um, what's happening. If you are turned off, uh, please tell me. Uh, if you uh, think I should go in a different direction, tell me. I'm very open-minded, and uh, I'll listen to everybody. I'll try to respond to all of you. Um, as I said, if you want to know more about me, please go to Psychology Today. Plug me in. Please go to my website. Um, uh, and send your questions to askdrgibbs at xzbn.net. Visit my website at www.drgibbswilliams.com. Uh, on my gibbsonline.com is another website. I'm on Facebook. You might look at the, um, I think there's a uh, page called Ask Dr. Gibbs. There's also uh, a mention in a, uh, I, I have my own uh, page, Dr. Gibbs Williams, and there is a, um, a website uh, called Synchronicities on Facebook, which I think would might interest you. Um, I very much uh, appreciate the uh, opportunity. 
Uh, I hope you all have a, a great day. And um, hope at least a few of you will rejoin next time. And please, 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 please ask me your questions. The more difficult, the better. Thank you and goodbye.